Welcome to the second series of the Job Oppo podcast, Changing Gear, where we'll discuss the challenges and opportunities that surround veteran employment, we'll meet sector influencers, speak with top oppos and others that are willing and able to offer their advice to our community. Please enjoy. So thanks for tuning in, Oppos, this special client-focused edition of Changing Gear with Job Oppo. I'm joined today by Colin Frencham, uh, who's the founder and director of Tidal Training Limited, our employment partner. Colin, welcome onto the podcast. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, so before we kick off, uh, veteran-owned business, Colin, um, tell us a little bit about your service background. Um, Royal Army Medical Corps, joined up in 86, uh, served for 13 years, got out in 99, um and then because of my background as a combat medic i uh, did some remote work worked on oil rigs and seismic ships and then uh paramedic in birmingham and then i moved into training probably about 20 years ago and set title up 10 years ago um purely to go out and do training myself and you know um make sure that people are getting the correct training and it's fit for purpose and it's quality, and the company's now grown. Well, now let me dive into a little bit, because if we rewind a little bit to the point when you were leaving, obviously, Combat Medic, you've got that sort of skill set. Yeah. How did you find the whole kind of what to do next? What were the challenges that you saw that I suppose we're trying to address now for oppos who are coming out? But what, what was it like for you when you left? Yeah, Um it was difficult to know what to do, really, because, um, you know, it, it, back in 99, the internet wasn't what it is now. We didn't have the, the social media, really, and, you know, all the networking and things like job oppo, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, you were told that, right, you've got this amount of money, go and find a course uh, that you want to do, and then we'll put you on the course. And that was your resettlement. You know, it was, um, it was scary, really to get out as a civvy um, on your own and not knowing what the future holds is, is it's a really nerve-wracking um, time. So, you know, I had no guidance really on what career path I should take. And automatically I thought, right, I'm going to be a paramedic. But there was a one-year bridging course at that point in time. And I decided to look into the offshore world and – on looking at it, I actually realised that there wasn't as much red tape as I thought there was, and the qualifications that I had would carry over, although I had to go and do my offshore medics course, I had to do my helicopter dunking drills and my, my fire course as well. But once I actually got my offshore medic certificate and did my dunking drills and my fire uh, course, really I had the green light, and it was up to me then to contact companies and go for interviews, you know, and I think the interviews were the difficult part because, again, we didn't really get any training on how to do interviews and there's a certain way that we speak and a certain way that we act. And for a lot of employers, that can come across as being overconfident. Um, but I, as you know, we, we know what our abilities are. We've got our admins sorted, um, you know, but... Coming across, there's a there's a big difference between uh, confidence and arrogance, isn't there? And I'm just going to say that you you and I served at pretty much the same sort of time, Colin. So I kind of recognise a lot of the things you're saying there about 
what it was like to leave back then, you know, pre-internet, etc. Mm-hmm. But I suppose one of the things you've highlighted there is, you know, the language we speak, the three-letter abbreviations, all that kind of stuff. Now that you're an employer, that's going to be a massive advantage, isn't it, for someone who's coming out of the military and actually is looking for an opportunity with you because you kind of understand what they've been through. It's probably an easier translation to make when you've got someone on the other side of the table who, who is a veteran. You know, I suppose that's going to be a massive, uh, massive plus for anyone landing in your organisation. Oh, of course it is, yeah. Um, you know, I, I might have been out just over 20 years, but it's it's still in my blood and it's still in my DNA. And the way that I present myself and the, the way that I do things and the way that I speak and the way that the office runs, um, you know, we like to say it's quite military here, uh, really, in, in the sense that, you know, we've got systems and processes and, uh, yeah, I expect um, a certain amount of, uh, integrity and 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 work uh, ethic as well from the staff. They understand that I'm ex-military. They understand that when I say certain things, I want certain things done in a certain way. It has to happen that way because that's just the way that it works for me. Um, you know, and anybody getting out who's a veteran, they are going to find it difficult to communicate with people who are non-military. Or people, it's more likely that people who are non-military are going to find it difficult to communicate with them because that, sure. like I was saying earlier, you know, a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And I know when I got out, I was full of confidence. You know, why wouldn't I be? I, I'd just been in mm. the British British Army, 13 years. Um, you know, I'd, I'd had the best training and I came out. And the mistake I made was thinking that, Everybody owed me something, and the fact that I was in the army for thirteen years would open up doors. And actually, I had to try a lot harder. So, you know, it's a breath of yeah. fresh air speaking to someone who used to be in the army, navy, RAF, because you instantly you have that um, camaraderie, you have that link, yeah. you understand each other, and. Anybody that's getting out that comes into this organization will have my full backing. And, you know, I will get them straight away and I'll understand, you know, when they say things or they do things in a certain way, that's because they've been trained to do things in that way and you can't just untrain yourself. So, um, yeah, perfect. Now, so title training, uh, healthcare training provider, you mentioned there, you want to make sure that people are getting trained to the right standard. And I'd imagine straight away that, you know, there's the the admin skills, all the stuff that requires you to be a good operator. Mm-hmm. You're adding a little bit of a military twist and standards onto that as well, I can imagine. But it means that the person at the end of it will get the best training possible. What are you looking for in terms of in people coming in as uh, working in your organization, whether that be in a training role or in a support role? You know, what what do you need? And what I need, and I, I know this sounds simple, but I need someone to rock up. At the time that they're going to rock up, they're going to get their head down. They're going to do the job that they're being paid to do. They're then going to go home at the end of the day. You know, I'm going to get the creative thinking time. They're going to rock back up again the next again morning, crack on, get the job done, and, you know, just make sure that they follow the systems and the processes. Life's as easy or as hard as you make it. So, um, you know... Certainly at, at, at Tidal, we've we've been here 10 years. Um, we know what works. 
we know what doesn't work. Um, what works for me certainly is veterans definitely coming into the organization. You know, we've got um ex-RAF, ex-Navy, ex-Army, um, ex-police force as well, um, ex-Marines who, you know, some work with us on an associate freelance basis. I've got a couple who are full-time employed. I know what I'm getting with them. I know that when they say they're going to be somewhere at nine o'clock, they're going to be there at five to nine. I know when yeah. they say they've done something, I know it's been done. I know if they say they haven't done something, then they haven't done it, but I know it's going to get done. So, you know, having someone that's got that discipline and got their admin sorted and is used to just rocking up, cracking on, getting the job done um, is is what I'm looking for. Yeah, something you mentioned earlier on was, you know, when you're in, you're in the service, you've got the lads around you, you've got a unit, you kind of, you know where you stand with that. How much of the adjustment to working outside when when you're in that working environment is when you're working on your own, when you're having to go to jobs and maybe you are the sole person delivering? What, what do you think are the, I suppose, the expectations or what would you say to people who maybe they haven't worked in that kind of way before in that kind of environment? Yeah, I think I think for someone who hasn't worked in that environment before, it's important to know that you've got a team behind you. It's important to know that, you know, there's a whole team of support and management behind you. So should something go wrong, then you can contact someone and they're there to support you. If you need advice, then you can pick up the phone or you can email um, and there's always someone there to support you as well. Because it is, you know, normally you've got the lads that you just turn around to or whoever it might be and say, look, right, what am I going to do about this? But when you're on your own, you have to think on your feet a little bit. And that, that's what the forces teach people is to be a team player, but also to be quite independent and think on your feet as well. Um, and what I'm looking for is someone who does want to be part of a team, feels like they're part of team title, but also feels comfortable being on their own and making decisions that they can justify. And, you know, I'll always back my staff up. I'll always back the trainers up. I'll go to the end of the air for them if they're right. And if they're wrong, well, you know, um, I'll come down on them as well. And that's just the way that life is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Colin, just as a bit of a summary then, um, someone's looking on the microsite, they've come across Tidal, they've seen the roles advertised. Um, give me three top tips that you'd throw back to the younger Colin if you were in their boots all over again, coming out now, expectations, things to do, good habits. What would be your three top tips for a service leaver now looking at coming into the sort of commercial sector? I think the first thing is self-discipline. Um, you know, being responsible for yourself turning up, looking smart, making sure that you've got yourself um, in the right headspace. Um, so discipline is really, really important. Timekeeping is massively important, certainly to me anyway. Um, you know, I expect staff to be here when they're meant to be here. Um, you know, and if they're not here, then um, there has to be a really, really good excuse for that. Pride in yourself. And pride in the job. Make sure that you 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 know hold your head up high because you've uh, you've got a lot to offer 
people in City Street. A lot of people that are getting out think they're not worthy of getting jobs in City Street and think they haven't got the qualifications in the background. And actually, they're overqualified a lot of the time. Use the skills that you've learned, use the skills that you've been taught and just carry them on in the City Street. But just be patient. Be patient because um, it can be a little bit challenging at times trying to understand the thought process and why people do things the way that they do. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think that patience, don't get frustrated. Just be patient. And you, one, you'll settle in and then you'll kind of, you'll work things out. So uh, Colin French, I'm really grateful for you giving those insights for, for Oppos who are looking at uh, title training, um, getting to know the company, getting to know you. Also, you know, what skills and traits they've got that are going to transfer well. Um, so Colin, thanks very much for giving us those insights on the podcast. You're welcome, Dominic. No problem at all. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Job Oppo's podcast, Changing Gear. We hope you enjoyed it. Job Oppo is committed to changing the narrative around veteran employment, and we see veterans as valuable, not vulnerable.